Today on the podcast, I'm talking about what it's like to visit Walt Disney World during the holiday season. I've got a list of nine things that you should make sure are on your to-do list for when you're there. Hi, I'm Francine and you're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast, a podcast where our first topic of conversation will always be Disney. I've been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember and I'm determined to bring more of that Disney magic into my everyday life. So if you need a little extra pixie dust in your day, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for listening and let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. I wanted to do an episode about what it's like to visit Walt Disney World for the holidays. You know, when all of the Christmas decorations go up and all the festivities are going on. Is it a good time of year to visit? What are the things you should do and see? But truth be told, I was a little nervous about doing this podcast. You see, Christmas really isn't my thing. Let me explain. When I was a kid, Christmas was a huge deal in my house. My mom loved Christmas. Like, when I say loved, she was over the top. Our house was covered in Christmas decorations. It was a massive event. There were villages that we had to put up with little people and fake snow. And there were decorations hanging from the ceiling in every room. And there were a lot of decorations. And you know, it was fun when I was little. But when I got a little bit older and I was old enough to hang the decorations, well, (laughs) then that became my job. We used to spend probably two or three days every Christmas season putting up the decorations. It was kind of a tradition. Once my nephew came along, we we had a lot of fun doing it. Andrew and my mom and I would put up the tree together. We'd carve out like a Sunday afternoon and we would do it together. I have video of Andrew and I and my mom putting up the tree one year and Andrew and my mom were arguing. Andrew was probably about four years old and my mom had handed him the Miss Piggy ornament that we were we put on the tree. Andrew decided he didn't like Miss Piggy and he just kept saying I don't like her I don't like her I don't want her on the tree and him and my mom argued about it and he finally put it on the tree at the back where nobody could see so it became a game every year where Andrew would put Miss Piggy on the back of the tree and when he wasn't looking my mom would pull her to the front of the tree and when he spotted it of course he would put her to the back of the tree and every year we went through the same thing Andrew's in his 30s now, and we still play this game. My mom and dad are both gone, and now we had to make some new traditions. So Andrew and I go to Becky's house, and we decorate the tree. We do the whole thing with Miss Piggy, and he puts her to the back. I put her to the front, and we laugh about it. (laughs) We have all new traditions where Christmas morning, um, you know, my sister Carol and And John will come down and we have a big Scottish fry up for breakfast. But it's kind of, it's a different kind of celebration. You know, Christmas for me hasn't been the same without my mom. But Becky, on the other hand, she, it's like she took on all of my mother's love for Christmas. And she wants to celebrate it to the hilt. So for her, it's a big deal. And when I thought about doing this episode, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to do it justice because... Like I said, Christmas isn't my thing. And I think I got a little bit in my own head 
I was listening to um, some podcasts this week, earlier this week, and, you know, I listened to a ton of podcasts and, of course, a bunch of Disney podcasts. And these Disney fans were, their episode last week was the things that, the top things that we don't like about Walt Disney World. And then this week's episode was, here's all the things that we like about Walt Disney World. So I, of course, was listening to this week's. And... I was a little disheartened because every time they talked about something they loved about Walt Disney World, it came with a but on the end of the sentence. So we love this, but have you noticed this? Or we love this, but, you know, something else. And they just, they just weren't as positive as I was kind of hoping they would be for a bunch of Disney fans who have a podcast about Disney. Anyway. It got in my head and it started me thinking, I'm not going to be able to do a Christmas chat at all and have it be positive. So I thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down and I'm going to just write down what I think is spectacular about visiting Walt Disney World when it's all done up for the holidays and, and see, see what I come out with. And I couldn't believe it. I was completely surprised the more I thought about it the more excited I was getting about my trip that I'm going on where I'm going to get to see all the decorations and stuff. And I actually came up with nine things that I think make visiting Walt Disney World for the holidays so spectacular. <laughs> so yeah, I have a list of nine things I'm going to share with you and hopefully, you know, I'm going to do them justice. Number one, the decorations in the parks. Now, I totally get that I just spent a ton of time telling you why decorations aren't really my thing, but the decorations in the parks, they're over the top and something that you really want to see. Not only are they perfectly themed to each of the parks that they're decorating, but they kind of give you, I don't know, some inspiration on how you want to decorate your own house and some of the, the theming and different things that they sell. Yeah you're going to want to bring a whole bunch of those back for your own home. But looking at the parks themselves, they are decorated perfectly for each of the four parks. And this year, we've even got Animal Kingdom getting in on the fun. They're going to decorate every land at Animal Kingdom. And of course, they have the Tree of Life Awakens. You know, when they do those projection shows on the tree, it's, yeah, it's magical. And when they do the wintry one, oh, my heart. It is such a great little show and you absolutely have to make sure to see that when you're in Animal Kingdom during the holidays. Decorations, number one on the list. You don't want to miss those. Number two, the, res the parks are fantastic. Yes, decorations, but they've got nothing on the decorations at the resorts. Seriously, you could spend a whole ton of time just going from resort to resort and checking everything out. I once spent, actually one year we took our friends and it was their first time during the holidays. And of course, one of my friends, Lorraine, she was like over the top, loves Christmas. And we carved out a good two days where all we did was tour the resorts and look at the decorations at the resorts because they... They're all themed perfectly to each resort and the decor fits it, right? But some of these, they have like the gingerbread houses are over the top. I'm sure you've heard about the gingerbread houses at the resorts. They're incredible. 
I could go over all of the decorations at all the resorts, but I'm just going to do a couple of honorable mentions. The first one being, obviously, the Grand Floridian Gingerbread House. This thing is, it's like a, a full-size house in the lobby. When you look at it, you're first when you walk into the lobby, you are overwhelmed by the smell of the gingerbread house. It's, oh, it smells so yummy. This house is huge. And it's not just a house. It's actually, it doubles as a store where you can buy some great treats. But this house is baked, like it's baked with over a thousand pounds of honey, 800 pounds of flour, 700 pounds of chocolate, 600 pounds of powdered sugar, 140 pints of egg whites, 35 pounds of spices, and of course, then they say a ton of creativity, sprinkle of Disney magic, blah, blah, blah. It's 5,000 individual gingerbread shingles on this house that's inside of the resort. Seriously, you can see the pictures, but you can't, you can't experience it when you have the smell, when you're standing, you are standing beside this house. You don't really get the perspective of how big it is until you're standing there. And of course, the store. So you can buy snacks from the actual gingerbread house. They have Mickey shaped gingerbread cookies, gingerbread house shingles. So like the shingles that make up the house, the Christmas tree pops. Oh my goodness. My mouth is watering just thinking about these. But there's also over at the contemporary resort, a frozen gingerbread castle themed obviously after the movie Frozen. Can't wait to see what they're doing with it this year. But my probably all-time favorite is the Beach Club. In the lobby of the Beach Club, there is a gingerbread carousel, which is kind of, it's going to come in handy because this is where I'm staying when I go in a couple of weeks. But the gingerbread carousel is usually, it's got one theme. Last year's was Donald Duck and my sister Becky loved that because, you know, Becky's a big Donald fan. But this year, the theming is Peter Pan. So, oh my goodness, I can't wait. Um, a few things that I hear and are part of this carousel that I can't wait to see is I'm supposed to look for John's glasses, Michael's teddy bear, and a Peter Pan horse on this carousel. Now, every year, the carousel, when you go to see it, it's like, it's big. It's a, I mean, it's obviously not a full-size carousel, but it's a good size. And of course, it's made of gingerbread. And you can buy treats here too. You know, it's somehow it always comes back to the treats. But those treats are really delicious. You can smell it. Same thing when you walk into this lobby. And you should, you should go and see all of the resorts. But absolutely don't miss the one at the Beach Club. And I even hear Wilderness Lodge is celebrating Christmas this year with its own gingerbread display. Like, how am I going to fit in the time to go see all of these things? But it's not just those gingerbread displays. The decorations are so worth it. Go and check out all the resorts. You know, maybe you're not in the parks quite as much because there's just so much to see and do at all of the resorts on property. Number three, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Of course, I'm going to have to talk about this, right? <laughs> Seriously, it's a great event. It's a special ticketed event on select nights at the Magic Kingdom. And it comes with a whole bunch of stuff that's included in this event. The first thing that, that springs to my mind when I think about this event is the Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. Now, if you've been to this event and you've seen this parade, 
you'll know why it, like I kind of stumble a little bit when I say the name of the parade because I just want to sing it the once upon a Christmas time because that's what the song is in the parade but if you've seen it you you're probably now it's probably stuck in your head so you're welcome um, but I love this parade seeing the characters and all of their Christmas gear and you know their little their gloves and their scarves and all that stuff it's really cute but for me, I think the real stars of the show are the toy soldiers. When I see them um, marching down Main Street, they're just, they're overwhelming and they're so cute. And yeah, I love the toy soldiers. And of course, Santa Claus is at the end of the parade, but I still think the toy soldiers are everything. Um, if you've seen this parade, you're going to have to send me a note and tell me what your favorite part is. Although I will say too... Um, I love Vanellope when she's driving down from Wreck-It Ralph, when she's driving down the street in her car. That's pretty cool too. But uh, if you've been to the parade, uh, if you're going to go to the party, if you can stay up late, my tip for you is to definitely try and stay for the second parade. The first parade is always the busy one because the smaller children obviously need to get back to bed. And the first parade comes on, then the fireworks, then there's a second parade later on. If you can stay for that one, it's usually a lot less crowded. Now, I've talked about the fireworks because they come right in the middle of the two parades. And this year, they're Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks. Special fireworks at these ticketed events is, you know, it's a different kind of fireworks show. It's obviously themed to the event. This one is supposed to be spectacular. I can't wait to see it. But, I mean, it's Disney and it's fireworks. So, of course, it's going to be spectacular. Like, nobody does fireworks like Disney does. At the party, there's also, you know, attractions are open. And they have these dance parties. Now, the dance parties are so much fun when you see all of the families hanging out uh, over at Cosmic Rays. One year, we were there at the Christmas party. And my nephew and his two sons were, you know, one of his sons is a little bit on the shy side. And we were walking past the dance party and before I knew it, he was out there dancing with all the kids and it was just, just to see that kind of joy. It was, everybody was joining in. It was, it was a great experience and everybody was right into the party mood. They have specialty treats included in the price of the tickets. So they hand out things like it's hot chocolate and cookies and things like that. Of course, there are specialty treats that you can buy as well that are on during the party. There's official merchandise uh, during the party as well that's themed for Mickey's Very Merry. And it's just for the party, so a lot of people are there. If you do the Sorcerers and the Magic Kingdom, they always have special cards during these events as well. And yeah, it's it's a good event. It's it's If you're going to be there for the holiday season, you you have to go to this event. It's just It's just worth it. You don't want to miss it. Number four, the candlelight processional in Epcot. Now, my sister is probably like, what? What is she talking about? Listening to me talk about this right now. And full disclosure, this candlelight processional, I am telling you as a recommendation for anyone that loves Christmas stuff, you absolutely should go see the candlelight processional. However, it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> Uh, okay, so not just not my cup of tea, I fell asleep. <laughs> so we did it one year, we were there with friends, and you know, I was tired that night. 
But so what the Candlelight Processional is, is they have celebrity narrators and the narrators are telling the story of Christmas and they are accompanied by a choir and a 50 piece orchestra. And yeah, like a 50 piece orchestra. So the trumpets were playing and all that fun stuff and I fell asleep. But it wasn't just me, like our friend fell asleep too. So, you know, what is it like you get a bedtime story or whatever. So maybe that's what happened. I don't know. The trumpets were playing, but I still, I was out cold. I, yeah, not my cup of tea, but if you love Christmas stuff like this, you're absolutely going to want to check it out. And the celebrity narrators, like they're, they're not little celebrities. These are, these are well-known people. And the celebrities are people like Gary Sinise and Whoopi Goldberg. And of course, Neil Patrick Harris, who's like, you know, the king of Disney stuff these days. So, and he's a huge Disney fan. So if you can get to go see the, the Candlelight Processional, you should, if you're a big holiday fan. Uh, and yeah, let me know if you liked it because yeah, I missed part of it just a little, <laughs> but you can also get uh, dining packages there to reserve your seat for these. Um, my sister loves the candlelight processional. I think they have tickets to do it the day before I arrive. Whew. So I don't even have to worry about coming up with a reason not to go. Um, but I'm sure they're going to love it. It's just, you know, not for me. Number five, shopping. The other part of visiting Walt Disney World, you know, during the holiday season is you could actually do some of your own Christmas shopping here and find some pretty cool gifts for other people. You know, if you were thinking, I would like to get something from Japan for someone on my Christmas list, you don't have to worry about getting it shipped from Japan. Just go to World Showcase. They've got some great gift ideas in each of the pavilions. And, you know, who would expect these things from, from any of these countries that you're bringing back? You might just have to bring an extra suitcase to bring all that stuff. But they have holiday markets in the World Showcase as well. So you, you want to go and visit all the pavilions and see what they've got for the holidays. And maybe you're going to pick up something special for someone on your list. Becky and I do most of our shopping for each other here. It kind of comes in handy when we have a Disney trip so close to Christmas. Because the way we, we kind of do it is we go into stores and if she's looking at something and, and she kind of says, oh, this is nice. And I say, okay, walk away. And then off she, you know, she turns her back, she walks away and I buy it. And she pretends that she's forgotten about it. Even when she sees me packing it in my suitcase to bring it home. And then of course I wrap it and she opens it on Christmas day. And it works both ways. I do the same thing. The only time that we've kind of run into each other was once we were both in the contemporary store buying gift cards and when sort of the crowds parted and we saw each other at both cashiers we knew we were both buying Christmas Christmas presents like gift cards for each other but um yeah it comes in handy when we're there before Christmas and we can do our shopping for each other it makes it much easier number six the storytellers and holiday entertainment at Epcot you know, there are so many great things about Epcot that I just love, you know, the culture of all of the pavilions. But at this time of the year, they have some great storytellers and entertainment that really shares with you each country's holiday tradition. 
So they have something this year called Epcot Scrolls. And these scrolls where there's entertainment locations in Epcot, um, when you look for these, there are 13 of them to collect. And it shares and tells the story of each country's holiday tradition. It's kind of fun to walk around and, and really spend some time in each of the pavilions and experience what they do for the holidays. You know, there's so much that you can learn from these pavilions. And I think we're so busy running around the park that we don't take the time to enjoy each of the pavilions. So when I'm there for the holiday, like during the holiday season, I really like to make a point of going into each one and, you know, looking at the holiday tradition and getting some more information about it and seeing how some of that could be incorporated into my own traditions going forward. There's also going to be um, some unique holiday photo spots in the park as well as part of the holiday traditions. Like, how fun is this? I think I'm going to spend a lot of time at Epcot this year. It's There's just too much. There's so much going on. I will absolutely be there quite a bit. Number seven, outside of Epcot, you're going to have to go over to Hollywood Studios for some Jingle Bell Jingle Bam. And yeah, I think that's how you're supposed to say it. There's supposed to be like a big bam uh, on the end. The Jingle Bell Jingle Bam fireworks are super cute. And for some reason, I feel like the projections are easier to see at Hollywood Studios than they are at the Magic Kingdom. And I guess maybe it's because the theater is so wide that the projections, they can have so many of them. But the Jingle Bell Jingle Bam fireworks are combined with a whole story and projections that are done on the Chinese theater. It's absolutely a fantastic show. And I think you really love it. And you don't have to be right up against it to see all the projections and or the fireworks. You can kind of see it as long as you're in the vicinity and the projections are up high enough that I just feel like they're easier to see. It's a great show. Absolutely fantastic. And, you know, Hollywood Studios is, well, Hollywood Studios used to have the best Christmas event ever. And that was the Osborne uh, Spectacle of Lights. And the Osborne Christmas lights were like nothing you've ever seen before. They were full city-sized streets of lights, all set to music, and it was incredible. But of course, with all of the all of the changes of the park, they they had to go. So the streets of America where they were um, are no longer there anymore. So now that that's gone, it brings me to number eight, which is kind of a smaller version. I feel like with a little more projections. Number eight is Sunset Seasons Greetings on Sunset Boulevard. So the Sunset Seasons Greetings is it's on the Hollywood Tower Hotel. So on the Tower of Terror, they've got some laser projections and some, you know, there's some snow music. It's all set to music and it's stories, songs and holiday cheer is what they call it by brought to you by your Disney pals like Mickey, Minnie and Olaf. So this show, I was, I was pleasantly surprised when I first got to see this show a couple of years ago that I really enjoyed watching it. It was, it really drew me in. And in fact, the show, you know, it's, they're short shows and then it starts a new one all over 
after the first one's done and it kind of cycles through these individual shows. And I found I, I was standing there for a very long time watching them. It really drew me in. It's a great little show at Hollywood Studios and absolutely deserves a spot as number eight on my list. The last one is number nine, which is, of course, Disney Springs. So Disney Springs is all sorts of fun. Of course, great shopping for the holidays and, you know, it has its own unique decorations and things like that. But it's the Christmas tree trail that totally steals the show at Disney Springs. So each year they have a trail of Christmas trees that are decorated and themed after certain things. And these trees, you, sh you could stand there for an hour looking at the intricate details of what they put on these trees. It's, it's incredible and so impressive. So this year there are 22 holiday trees and they are inspired by a Disney character or a theme. So here's the list. So the, the trees this year are Walt Disney World theme parks. Oh my gosh, so excited. Last year they had a, a theme park one as well. And I, I oh, I loved it. Um, Mickey and Minnie Mouse, Beauty and the Beast, Sleeping Beauty, Aladdin, Frozen, The Princess and the Frog, The Little Mermaid, Mulan, Haunted Mansion, oh my gosh, that one last year, so fantastic. Big Madame Leota on it, unbelievable. Snow White, Pinocchio, Toy Story, Disney Villains, Dumbo, Cinderella, Star Wars, oh my gosh, do you think there'll be a baby Yoda here? Oh, can't wait. Uh, Star Wars, Peter Pan, Tangled, The Lion King, Mary Poppins, and Fantasia. So these trees are all beautifully done and you walk through the trail so you can get close enough to them to take some great pictures and take some pictures of yourself in there depending on what time of the day you go I find that it's a little less crowded uh, during the day uh, at night it can be a little bit crowded and you know I kind of like to see them both in the day and at night they just they just look a little different depending on what you know where the sun is but absolutely love this part of Disney Springs. It's, um, you know, they make it snow. They usually have some hot chocolate to sell there too, little treats. You know, there's all, it's always, it's always about the treats. There's some great ones there. And you know, the rest of Disney Springs as well has some, some good decorations. I just heard from my friend Aiden. We talked about it on a podcast, a couple of podcasts ago when I was talking to Aiden about Jock Lindsay's hangar bar. So apparently the hangar bar is getting some Christmas decorations too. So I will make sure to head on over there for a drink when I'm at Disney Springs for the trees. There are so many things going on when you visit Walt Disney World for the holidays. I mean, it, it, I've just scratched the surface. Holiday sleigh rides at Fort Wilderness. Like all of the, I haven't done that myself and maybe I should put that on my to-do list too. But there are just too many things to get done. You really have to be selective about how you're going to spend your time. Like I said, you could spend a ton of time just checking out the resort decorations. It's a fantastic time to visit, especially if you're a Christmas person. So if you can get there, you know, maybe even after Thanksgiving, but before the Christmas rush comes in, you know, that week between Christmas and New Year is crazy busy. Christmas Day and New Year's Eve, I think the Magic Kingdom's at capacity by like lunchtime. 
I, I've never been there during that week, although I keep saying to myself, one year I'm going to be there, <laughs> but I just, I can't, I can't deal with the crowds. I like this time that's sort of after Thanksgiving, but the American Thanksgiving, but before the Christmas rush, I think it's a great time to go. You get all of the decorations and all of the events, but not all of the crowds. I'm really looking forward to my own vacation to go and experience some of the, the holiday magic at Walt Disney World. I'm very lucky that I have some friends who are going down. Uh, Becky, my sister, was going with them and they've invited me to come along and stay with them at the beach club. They had room, so, you know, ha they have a room. I have an annual pass. I'm on my way, <laughs> so I can't wait to get there and experience it. I've got a great list of things that I want to make sure that I do while I'm there. I think I'm only there for six days, so I get a lot to get done. I hope that I've done sort of the holidays at Walt Disney World justice, and I've given you nine things that I think you should absolutely make sure are on your list if you can go and experience this at the holidays. Nine things for you, eight things for me, because like I said, I'm not doing the candlelight processional again, but I really do recommend it for you. Everybody should do it at least once. And I'd love to hear if you've done it before, if you enjoyed it as well. Like, I really want to hear if you loved it or did anybody else, you know, fall asleep during it? <laughs> Send me a note and let me know if you know anybody that that happened to. Now I'm at the part of the podcast where I share my pixie dust for the week. So something that brought me joy or happiness. It's important to look back on the week and think of the things that you're thankful for and the things that made you smile. For me, I, it's you guys. So I didn't realize, well, I knew that apple.com and apple.ca were two different sites and I knew that, but I didn't really think about it that my podcast lives on both versions of the Apple podcast platform. My phone defaults always to apple.ca because I'm in Canada. So I don't, I never went looking on .com. Somehow I stumbled across .com this week and discovered ratings that I didn't know I had. <laughs> there are six ratings on apple.com for me and you guys are just too kind and too sweet. There are six ratings, they're all five stars. And four of you have actually left written reviews that I had never read before. The first one, uh, DWGal210 says, you'll love it. If you love Pixie Dust Fan on social, you'll adore the podcast. Fun, entertaining, and a must listen for Disney fans. Love it, Francine. Way to go. Thank you so much, DWGal210. I also have one here from Ashley Barb. And Ashley Barb writes, the Disney podcast you need in your life. Love her updates. So I know this podcast is going to be a great one. Can't wait for more. Ashley, thank you. Thank you so much. Annie Arms says, a great new Disney podcast. I was looking for a new Disney podcast and found this brand new one and I really like it. The host seems so nice and positive. She seems like the type of person you would love to have a Dole Whip with. Well, Annie, next time we're in the parks at the same time, let's meet up for that Dole Whip. I would love to. And yeah, I like Dole Whip too. <laughs> and the last one is from, I think it's Breek218. So it's B-R-I-E-K-218. In November, left this. 
just the right amount of pixie dust. Loving pixie dust on all platforms. For the avid Disney lover or for newbie, a bit of magic for everyone. Keep spreading the magic. Thanks from Indiana. Well, I thank you from Toronto <laughs> for rating and reviewing the podcast. And, you know, the support that you guys give me is, it's... It's left me speechless on many occasions, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I am enjoying this journey. I'm loving doing all of this. And I think, you know, as long as I'm getting this kind of feedback from you, I'm going to keep doing it. And I'm hopeful that I'm bringing a little bit of pixie dust into your day. Thanks again for listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. If you've enjoyed the episode and you'd like to leave me a review, you can leave it on .ca or .com. Now that I know, I'll check them both. This helps let Apple and Google and other places know whether they should recommend my podcast to other Disney fans. And, you know, if you know any Disney fans that you think might like it, please feel free to share the podcast with them. Tell a friend, tell everybody. I do appreciate your support. Till next time, remember that you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after.